Hello. Recording. We are recording. <laughs> I believe we're recording. Good. Now that we started, I'm gonna walk away. God damn it. Like get a LaCroix. <laughs> get yeah. a, you're gonna pop up with a can of LaCroix. It's a hot day. Yeah, on this hot, hot heat wave day. It's not quite summer. It's Pacific Northwest it's heat weird. wave, so like it's like oh no, days. it's in the mid seventies. Well, that's the high, but right now it's like mid seventies or early. it's low seventies. <laughs> it's so hot. We're so we're so lame. We're burning. I was talking to someone this morning who was from like just they visiting from North yeah. Carolina, and I was just like, he's like, I don't get why you guys got complaining about this heat wave. <laughs> this feels very pleasant. This. And I'm like, you're right, but we're gonna complain. We will complain. We're not used to so much sun. Yeah, we have all those jokes about it being super super rainy and cloudy and, and all that shit. Yeah, it's. That's the norm. So any sun. It doesn't even get that cold no. either. It's, uh, you know, when it goes to 30, we're like, ah! We're not, yeah, we're not like Wisconsin <laughs> where they're just buried in snow. Yeah, that's why people who move here from Wisconsin, they just wear flip-flops yeah. and uh, a hoodie, I, like, all I, the time. I remember coming across someone who was from Wisconsin who went to uh, my school in San Francisco, and they were just like, oh, you poor baby. <laughs> they're just in shorts. And that's when you and that's when you like smile at them and then you stomp on their uh, slipper feet, their what is it, flip flop feet? I mean, <laughs> just go like. Ha-ha! I mean, yeah, actually, uh, I, I hope I no, I would never do that. That's the worst. I don't want to ever do that. Just in your in your mind palace. In my, <laughs> in my mind, yeah, of course. So this will be a little bit different than um, last week's podcast because we it was a low news week sort of. Yeah. So we kind of just went with the comic we already plotted out last week. Yeah. We're doing the uh, the political comic. Yes, the political the, landscape slowly deteriorating. Yeah, the the um, future of America under centrist democratic control. Uh, it may be the most explicitly it, political it comic we've made in a long time. We did one. Oh God, back before Donald Trump was president, we did a Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump comic. Oh, Remember that? That was a it long. It was the time. Doom one. That's right. It was that oh. Doom, the Doom comic. Uh, but oh my goodness! All right, don't don't That's think about true. that. We're in the new world, a bright, beautiful orange the, world. The new the new Trump order, yeah, sadly. So, so well, boy. Uh, uh, boy, oh boy. So instead, we're just kind of gonna go over some topics and just kind of brainstorm stuff to make for uh, next week. Yep, or at least have some ideas sit and yeah. hopefully, yeah. So we got okay. we have the we have the shared Google Doc open and. Uh, oh. Yes. Let's go. Let's go through that. Let's I'll go through the Google. list. I know. <laughs> oh, Sometimes, yes, yes. I forget. I forget. Every, we're, we we're are controlled. We're by five. Five companies control everything. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the Final Fantasy VII remake, it, it, it Shinra will be a tech company. It's not a. It's not an energy conglomerate. It's just tech. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that is where you make the money. Uh, well, you must. You still make money in energy, but uh, just. Yeah. The world's most profitable company is still not a tech company. It's still Saudi Aramco. Let, okay, let's go over the topics. Yeah. So first one, super quick. Watchmen. <laughs> it's that, just that good. That trailer, that that really cool trailer. It. Yeah. Oh, I am so pumped for it. But also, I don't want to get too hyped. Uh, you know. It, it gives you. It yeah. gives people the the fans kind of what they wanted it's hbo and hbo seems to do a good job and like <laughs> with game yeah. Thro- well with game of thrones the the first four seasons right they were true to the material yeah yeah <laughs> they were they were good to the material and then once they diverged it sort of changed Wait, actually but, uh, quick question was, was there a Watchmen yeah. comic sequel or is this they're taking full liberty in this one i think that it's been a long time since i've looked into the Watchmen, but i do know that they did do a new comic and i think it might have been a prequel like possibly, oh, but not a sequel. Not a sequel. I don't okay. think. Okay, so they're um, they're kind of just going with their own but thing. But I may 
I may be wrong, but that's the thing. Like a lot of, but a lot of these, like for instance, like one of my favorite comics in the world, Sandman. They did a prequel as well. So like I wouldn't be surprised if the Watchmen they did a prequel. Is that what the fans yeah. want, or do the fans crave a sequel for like Sandman or? Um... Well, the Sandman. They, uh, I think actually, hmm. Has there ever been a series where the prequel was like an improvement? Like, because I all in my mind stands out is the Star Wars, the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> I think they would probably crave a sequel because, yeah, like because it's like a new generation, new material sort of thing. But then with mm. prequels, it's just going back to old material. Maybe yeah. there's some new interesting things in there, but that's all in the past. I- like. I'm definitely, I I used to be in that camp, but I'm maybe, I don't know, like the the third camp, which is, no, nothing. (laughs) Just just have a story and then be done with it. Let's make a sequel to Cowboy Bebop. I'm like, no, just leave it. Please, don't touch it. It it would go against the whole philosophy of that show. Yeah, you could remaster it, but like, please. (laughs) Don't. Don't. Don't make it so that Spike had a kid and suddenly that kid is also going to be a bounty hunter. Especially stories with ambiguous endings. Like, don't don't give me that clarity. I want to yeah. stay... Ed, Ed grows up and suddenly is no longer Ed. Like I want Schrodinger's yeah. cat to remain uncertain. I don't want to find out whether <laughs> the cat is dead or not. There's a necessary uncertainty for a lot of these titles and sort of sit in your mind. Let, right? Let's hold up right like, there because this relates to the next yeah. topic on the list, which is the FF7 oh. remake. Oh boy, yeah, that, Which, that, that, that. As thing. a game, it ended very ambiguously as a game. And it did. Basically, Square gave them everything, right? They gave them here's a prequel, <laughs> and here's also like a sequel, but it was. Uh, I mean, I, the fans ate yeah. it up, but it was all very dissatisfying to me. What was it like? Well, there was a movie, there was like the Advent Children thing. The movie sequel was just so boring. Weird. And it also kind of like, it took away the ambiguity of the original game's ending, which was really nice. Yeah. And then yeah. the prequels were like, it was less about the the original FF7 game has such big... Wasn't it about Zack? Like, yeah, it was so character focused. It, it turned into like like an anime where they're just like, <laughs> oh, look at all these characters. Oh. I mean, yeah, it was an anime. They're in it school, was, basically. They made anime. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, I know. Our favorite, our they favorite made, time of our lives. I, can't, I guess it's just, you know, like... Tetsuya Nomura, right? Versus um, Sakaguchi. Oh, Sakaguchi. Sakaguchi is just living it up. He's living in early retirement in In Hawaii, right? Yeah. He's just chilling in Hawaii. He's like, I made Final Fantasy VI. I made four, five, six, seven. He's like, kind of eight, nine, and then retired. And then retired. (laughs) And then I do some consultation, but whatever. Like, he could just chill with all the Mai Tais he wants. I know. And I think he deserves it. So I, that's what I would wonder for the remake. You saw the trailer, right? I did. Of course I, mean, I did. And the Everyone internet did. freaks out, of course. And it's also, I mean, that that game was the first JRPG to be really introduced to um, to the North America audience, when you think about it. So Final Fantasy VII was PlayStation era, and that was It huge. was a childhood thing, yeah. Like, yeah. I was introduced to RPGs through Final Fantasy VII, like JRPG right. stuff. So when I have friends who are like, oh, that stuff's shit, I'm like... Dude, there's different variations to this, and also I think your shit's garbage too. At that age, I, I actually played eight before I played seven. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, I played eight, oh and I was god. just like, oh god, this is okay. I don't understand why this people are so hyped about Final Fantasy. We're in a garden. Because I, I remembered six. I played six, then I played eight, yeah. and then I was just like, whoa, yeah. what is this? And then I played seven. I'm like, oh, this oh, is much true. closer. Final Fantasy six was also really good too. Six was Dang. good, 
And then, because, you know, big cast of characters, big world, big themes. Yes. Eight was like, you, we're in school. <laughs> we're in school. Yeah, it was like, they called it gardens, and it's like, no, it's school. It's high school. You're in school. You're orphans in school. I mean, the whole reason I why, like, I guess seven and six were more interesting to me than eight was just that the characters, like, old. They weren't, like, they were out of high school. They weren't, like, teenagers. They, well, like, they each had their own history, and that, that made each of them interesting. Like, and they were more diverse than just the, the, the eight characters. This we is a cool to school. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so Final Fantasy VII Remake. It looks cool. Yeah, it it's, that's kinda you know, it, it's right? episodic. Like looking at Final Fantasy XV, for instance, they had a game and then they tried to make more episodes afterwards. Yeah, I, was that like, paid DLC or characters. not? I think that was paid DLC, right? That was paid. They made yeah. them pay for that. Yeah. And yeah, they are going to milk it as hard as they can, and they're probably going to push yeah. multimedia. Yeah, I mean, they, they did like it. For Final Fantasy XV, they did like an anime. They did like, oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, I almost wish they just went and did the super deformed old school style of it because... <laughs> the janky version. If they were like super bold, they could do what they did with Seven, the original, which is pre-rendered backgrounds, but just do a really <laughs> good job and just have your character wandering around the screen, right? I mean, remember the uh, Final Fantasy IX thing? Like, they yeah. had these sort of beautiful backdrops. Well, I mean, oh, seven is, janky, seven, seven's the then, same. Eight's the same. They yeah. all use the same system. Yeah. But as opposed yeah. to rendering out everything in perfect 3D models, like, yeah. it is so much more expensive. Uh, and I'm it takes also, so much more time. I'm also wondering, because like, was just this was just like a trailer. Did we ever, did we see any sort of bits where you would see Cloud just move through a area on its own before battle no i think the footage was all th well they showed him moving through like a hallway cutscenes yeah battles more cutscenes yeah I, it's cut a scene, very cut scene, just cut it's a very expensive style to do I three mean, quarters of the disc are just cutscenes i mean we'll see we'll see when it comes out uh the, yeah. the main concern like you said is the episodic nature of it like how many times are going to make fans pay for it basically and knowing square yeah. enix as much as possible <laughs> It's like for 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 this first episode, you're gonna be paying forty dollars, and then yeah, the, the first episode, the first $40. like you you so you were cause you were like where's Tifa right you were like where's yeah <laughs> where like, where my girl at where my super I'm, my super pumped up martial artist chick at and my <laughs> my response there. is they're working on it because it's Square Enix they always create new <laughs> graphics engines for each new game they're making a new engine just for her boobs. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole they're, other character. They're making two graphics engines, one for her left boob, one for her right boob. It's, there's just going to be an add-on, like you're going to buy the episode, and then there's going to be like assets. Oh god, the most expensive <laughs> assets. Uh, but, oh, the most expensive. But more concerning would be like, what if the first episode is just, like surely Midgar. it would be the entirety of Midgar. They wouldn't like... What if like, it's just a part of Midgar? Oh god, that would be just... Till what if plate. it's just... What if oh. it's just to that point? Yeah, what if it's both, yeah, to the plate, and then that's it. Like, we don't know. Oh man, they do it like Life is Strange. They sell it in like $20 chunks <laughs> or something. No, <laughs> I, I feel bad. I wish I liked Episode that. Episode one, the, the, the first Mako reactor raid, and they're just like, uh. <laughs> that'll be 20 bucks. <laughs> Episode one of 20. Uh. Let's see. Next topic is uh, this is up my alley. Oh, how much yes, have you heard about the Uber IPO? Well, I I mean I actually heard about it like the hype to the IPO, and then of course related to when Lyft IPO'd. What, what, and how, was it actually hype? I, there's been a lot more skepticism I think in the press than I would have expected. Well, I mean that, I mean that's the thing. I, I thought like you interpreted it as skepticism. For me, it was like, huh. 
like people are getting really excited about this, but why? You know, like that was that was it for me. Like well, it, that's, it's payday for that. Silicon Valley. Yeah, for them, they're able to cash out. Basically, this is the time to cash out. So, how do we get? There, there's several aspects to this story. Let's do the IPO first. Yeah. The first is just okay. it's it's Uber. It's a huge company. It, yes. If you look, the financials it published, which has a lot of obfuscation in it, so they're doing oh. a lot to hide exactly how their business works. But even yeah. with those tricks, it's very obvious this is a company that um, is literally on fire as far as its financials yeah. go, and that unless they solve the yeah. problem of inventing self-driving cars, they are going to die, or they will get bailed out by someone. But they're so yeah. big. To get bailed out would require an enormous amount of money. I mean, <laughs> it is on fire, and it, it it has been just repeatedly bailed out by so, repeated rounds of inv not just venture capital investment, but um, by the big one is Saudi Arabian money channeled through um, yes this Japanese guy uh, Masayoshi Son SoftBank yeah the owner of yeah. SoftBank the giant Japanese telco that also owns mm -hmm. Sprint they're the biggest yep. investor they're a hundred billion dollar <sighs> investment fund. And they bought in yeah. to Uber like two years ago when Uber was like falling apart because yeah. of the sexual the, uh, harassment articles, basically. Just like, it, <laughs> yeah, it is that's like right. the, its reputation in Silicon Valley is like it's a trash place full of trash people, but it's like a service that everyone there yes. uses. Yeah, that's true. But it's not sustainable. Lyft looks like the good boys in comparison to Uber because they're just not as shitty. But Lyft has the exact same economic problems as it's Uber. Also, they both have to deal with the fact that they're going to have to figure out a solution to their money-burning scheme. They have just an economic model. Like most economic models, the bigger you get, the more profitable you get. Like even if your your yeah. margins expand, theirs seems to be like almost the opposite. Like the bigger they grow. Same problem Tesla has. The bigger they grow, for some reason their margins become less profitable. So it's like negative economies of scale. Not a good thing to have as a business, <laughs> but uh, it's what they do have. And uh, it is basically a bonfire. And Uber, oh God, there's almost no redeeming quality to the company besides the convenience. It's in their in their filing no. documents. They say they but, want to basically replace all public transit. And it, yeah, that that's the most asinine thing I have ever seen. Don't read written. too deeply into it. They wrote that to make investors no, like no, hype. No, no, I know. But, to pick their interest, yeah, and it. But at the same time, it's like, wow, this is a really tone deaf set. Yeah, but I, I appreciate like, it because I appreciate that versus like lying. It's yeah, honest. the founder was on TV <laughs> saying, yeah, we got to get rid of drivers. You know, complete yeah. asshole firm. It's a bad IPO at price below. And yeah. the thing here's the funny part. Right now, the shares trade in the low forty dollar range. It, it implies yes. a certain valuation. If the share price falls from forty two dollars to below thirty three dollars, um, something yeah. magical happens when it goes below $33 <laughs> and this is <laughs> it the, the mat this is the magic the magic is that Masayoshi Sun please, the please, big yeah. investor from Japan managing like I don't know 50 billion dollars in Saudi Arabian money yeah. he will be underwater and he also owns a whole bunch of other startups oh. that are propping up like half of Silicon Valley including like WeWork yeah. and you know other companies are you talking about a multi-collapse of several... Well, you never underestimate startups. these guys' abilities to find new people to bail them out. But, like, it would... Yeah. it would if, if Uber falls below 33 bucks or so, it might destabilize the whole startup ecosystem that everything's built on. Why does, why is that, why, why does that seem like music to my ears? As, as, as an artist... <laughs> It's just, it's just my natural reaction. But I'm sure plenty I know, of, I know. you know, people who work in service industry, it's annoying to watch, you know, these tech guys making bajillions with their money losing companies, right? They, 
they're not building. Yeah. It, there's going to be a lot of Schadenfreude, but the destabilization would be very bad if that happened. Uh, just so just. Yeah, that's true because it's several businesses. Maybe it'll be like the last dot-com bust, though. It might not actually hurt the average person. It'll just be rich people losing money, which would be ideal. That would be ideal. That's the thing. It would be ideal. But then also, if if the stock goes down to mm. that point, d will that also affect the actual business itself? Well, like you know, who the service. I don't itself. care. <laughs> yes, I know it would. It I would. Know. But then there's also it's just. I mean, there was the strike right before. Okay, so this is the next part. So the, yeah. Yeah, the strikes. Go, this is a. This might be a comic, yeah. but like Uber left strike. Mm -hmm. I don't know how effective it was, but it was meaningful. I don't right know symbolically to. I mean, imagine yeah. a company IPOing and at the same time you're IPOing the drivers, your employees. Well, yeah. you're well, not not employees technically, but symbolically, right? Contractors are just are striking. Like I what guess, a vote of yeah. confidence. Oh man. What a great mo well. That's the it's like the whole idea is that if they can do self driving, then they they can they yeah. can just Uber doesn't bite that problem. Yeah, up there's Uber the doesn't ass. give a shit about its drivers. Yeah, and honestly, like the the current CEO, the guy that replaced the founder, he okay. doesn't care anything but the IPO. If you look, his compensation package is completely yep. tied to an IPO. So his mission was to oh. clean up the company and IPO it. He might even like leave in the near future. Yeah, because if it IPO, then cash out. And bro down. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's bro our, down. Yeah, that, you know, that's the whole, that's, that's the term, our new right? economy. It's oh, not make geez. a business, make profits, uh, retire. You just bro down. Make a business. It doesn't need to be profitable. Get a bailout, bro down. <laughs> yep, bro down. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> like, it's one thing that they're striking, right? Not good. But also that they're striking yeah. for a company that itself seems like it's a ticking time bomb waiting to collapse. It's not like, yeah. you know, if Google employees were striking, like, oh, you support them because Google is a sustainable, profitable business. It just needs to pay its workers and contractors more, right? Yeah, it makes me, it makes me think of like, like, you know what, um, you know those like mini games where you like pump up a balloon with like an air You're pump? You're thinking about like Mario Party? But then they're Party. also pumping it with like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they're also pumping in like horrible toxic fumes and like stuff that's going to actually explode into it well, as well. But then it's just a matter of someone the, pricking. The, well, the that's balloon. just you're just it's just a bubble. But uh, right? I I I, I think the metaphor, the governing it's, it's metaphor, the I think thing. is still cancer. Where like Uber could have yeah. been a fine, sustainable business if it it was launched in San Francisco it and it just slowly. grew slowly. It worked with the city. Yeah, that would have been cool. Instead, it's got supercharged by VCs. VCs demand faster and faster growth, and then. Yep. What you get instead of new, interesting, organic company is this kind of cancerous monstrosity that spans the globe. Yeah. Every other country that Uber's kind of moved into, it's kind of failed. Mm -hmm. It sold off all the other like ride-sharing yeah. companies it's acquired abroad, sold its controlling stake in them. Um, yeah, it's, it's true. It's kind of a train wreck. We'll see where it goes, but like for the strike, God, you feel for those drivers. And they're, you said they're issuing, yeah. you told me that they're issuing options to them maybe of potentially worthless shares. But those are, but those are people who have been driving with them for a super long time. Oh, the super hardcore. And, yeah. And also it's based on mileage. Oh, so like oh, it's mileage and oh, hours. Okay. So it's it. like the more hours, the workaholics. Drove, maybe you might get, yeah. yeah. And that, that's not healthy. That's not great. That's it, not safe. Honestly, it just shows yeah, it shows safe. how little, how much they value them, which is very little. As a pure commodity, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even the whole like leasing system, because Uber and Lyft do it, where they lease cars out to the drivers, and then you you have your rate, mm -hmm. right? And then your rate plummets, and you have, but then you also have to pay off like the lease as well with your with the driving. I know, I know so, that. I, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Th yes, the the it's leasing just, programs just. But in any case, comic wise, yes. like. We can go on and on, but how do we make a comic yeah. though about this? It's like, 
without it making it horrible and mean and just showing these poor people being stepped on by this big company. But that's not companies. a com- that's a that's a one panel political comic. That's a political uh, yeah. That's a, a labeled comic. visual metaphor comic. So like, we we could have an angle where like Lark, like the people are striking and then Lark is in the middle of the strikers and she like hires an Uber. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like you're, it's like you traitor, you're breaking the strike, and then she's just like, but she like tells the driver where you want to go. She's like the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> the Uber car just busts through the New York Stock Exchange, just fl- like <laughs> flattens the CEO, <laughs> just like. Ah! Uh, this sounds really janky. They're like you filthy strike breaker. Oh, I'm a strike breaker, <laughs> all right. And then <laughs> we're using different definitions of the word strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, a, there's more than one way to strike. There's, yeah, that's a lot. So that would be panel one. She's like, no, no, there's more than one way to strike. And then it was panel two would be like, where do you want to go? The New York Stock Exchange. New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> Bam! I, I can see this as a jank comic. I can actually see this as like, oh my god, it could, it, it could be super sketchy. And then the whole like the sketchy chaos of her, of them bursting through the building. Yeah, just like, or like about maybe to a land. Yeah. Maybe there's a glass window. We're just going to make a theoretical glass window. Yeah. And then it's just like, crash yeah and they just yeah they're they're in the air about to land on uh not the C- the not the new ceo CEO. but the founder yeah let's get that guy oh, oh he's, yeah, okay, he's much he's easier to one. caricature yeah. he's got a very yeah. funny face so he can be easier to draw oh, as a cartoon really? yeah oh okay let me look up this this person's face travis kalanick it's been a long time like i forget these things yeah he's uh he's got a unique face it's so it's a very okay like clearly a white oh. dude but very squinty eyes oh my yeah um weird funny part he's just, he looks like, so there, pleased there's a lot of pictures of him just smiling <laughs> he looks so pleased i yeah. sort of want to draw him like that before he is crushed yeah that sounds, sounds good all right he's just like oh finally we're ip we're ipoing oh perfect finally he i mean you know make fun of him he's gonna he has five billion dollars in the bank after this I know, I know, I know. It, he should be fine being theoretically crushed. Yeah. So it's fine. I mean... Yeah, he's got the money. He's got money. Eep. Topic two, which is complete, another complete left turn. And this is real that fast. That is... Spy whale. Yeah. Spy whale. So... Oh, man. In your mind, imagine, imagine <laughs> that you are a fisherman. Imagine that you are yes. a fisherman in Norway. So you're wearing one of those weirdly patterned sweaters that are just very charming. It's very cold. Yes. You know, you're enjoying a hot summer day in norway which is like 50 degrees <laughs> it's like oh it's so hot today uh and you're out there in your boat and you're like yeah you're like gonna yeah. go and fish and then you hear something like tapping your boat you're like what's this and you look down and you see like this beluga whale this white beluga whale yeah and you're like oh hello there and then it just swims away and then this happens uh-huh. a couple days in a row or several days in a row for weeks okay. and then you look down and you're like okay oh hello little buddy are you and then you notice that it's wearing a harness yeah a leather harness right yeah and they're like what what is this and so they you know they, they went closer to examine what it is and they're like oh it's a it's like it's a it's of a somehow they identified it to like a russian of russian <laughs> manufacturer in norway if, i am literally reading this article right now and this is amazing and if you know also anything horrifying. about norway they have a, a lot of tension with russia because they both occupy the arctic circle world war ii there yes. was a lot of issues they still have geopolitical yes. tensions so they're yeah. like is this whale <laughs> as a norwegian you're like is this whale a russian spy a sp- spy 
and the, and the whale just goes like, yes, comrade, I am a spy. <laughs> I like that along the side of the article, uh-huh. there's something, it, there's a there's a headline which, it, which says, Russian spy whale has defected to Norway. <laughs> well, that's, again, very charming. This is like completely, it is just a very charming story. Just, it's a, it's a whale that, that that might be tied to like you know a domestication program in Russia or just to study them, but whatever the case, oh. friendly beluga whale. It does tricks Damn like it. if oh. they if they gave it rewards, it would do like little like dolphin style tricks. Oh my goodness! It it retrieved an, a phone that a woman dropped in the water. <laughs> yes. It retrieved it for her. Yes. Like jeez, this this is this is a domesticated. Program. Now, I don't know why, but like. We didn't cover this last time in the podcast, even though it was on our list, but there was that article about girls in Finland who play with, like, um, what is it? Those those uh, horse things? What are they called? Ho- hobby horses. Hobby it's horses. Like, it's like, you get, like, a broom. You take off the broom. Yeah. Uh, that a, top part. Put you a just, horse you stuffed head on little a horse little sock. thing on it. Yeah. Well, now now these days, you have fancy hobby horses, which are made for... Right. In the age kind of, of horses, Etsy, yeah. we have artisanal hobby horses. The highest, the highest grade. But but um, hobby horse. It's just yeah. they're just people in Finland who just like, the, or girls in Finland who just LARP with hobby horses in it's the forest. Adorable. What is it? Do do we need to move to Scandinavia? I know there's you know social democratic utopias supposedly, but yeah. I mean, uh, if you follow the local politics, it's a little there's problems there. But like, yeah. Why course. is it so charming? <laughs> like, what's going you on? You know it exactly. It, for work, I've done some it, business with Norwegian companies, but like I need to visit yeah. clearly because there's there's a level of you like just to. of weird charm that goes up in the Arctic for, Circle. For me, I sort of need to visit just because I actually have a friend up there, mm. and they have been really cool about like you should come over, and I'm like I would love to, <laughs> like that kind of a thing. Make it and a also priority. Comic festivals and all that, which are great. <laughs> just just don't like Europe comics. A, a, Visit them during that three-month period of the year where Scandinavia is, like, glorious. And then for, like, the rest nine months, it's just, like, kill me. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, I love stormy cold weather. It's a little colder and stormier than the Pacific Northwest, though. They're uh, they're a bit... They're they're the next level, I think. I I guess so. Yeah, you're right. But at the same time, there's something about it where I think that I might like that. Okay. And then later, it's like, no, I don't like that. No, (laughs) it's the worst. I'm isolated at all. But if if it, if it's a, if it's it's a country full of Russian spy whales and hobby horse larpers, I'm I'm down. That sounds very Russian good. Russian spy whales that defect to hobby Norway. horse larping. Like, yeah. I can't do a Norwegian accent, so it still sounds like moose and squirrel. That's what the, that's what I assume the this this adorable little beluga whale sounds like. Uh. It's just so cute. So that was just, I, that, I, that's an amuse-bouche uh, for those topics because it was just refreshing. After that, yeah, they're both very nice. I love them. All right. Oh, ne- boy. Next one is pretty quick. It's just um, Chris Hughes and Facebook. So Chris Hughes is oh, a co-founder right. of Facebook. And yeah. he put out a coordinated... He has strong and- opinions about it. I Yeah, and he's getting a lot of... Um, credit for it he he is a media player he with his facebook fortune uh he bought um the new republic a left-leaning newspaper um, or magazine and kind of like ruined it uh (laughs) because Mm -hmm. because he's a facebook guy he's like we'll be data driven we will optimize for clicks and everyone eventually hated him and they ran him out of the newspaper (laughs) oh thank goodness and by running him out i mean he just sold it to someone else because he couldn't tolerate 
the difficulty of running a, a media organization, which I think is very uh, fitting for Facebook, which basically destroyed most journalism in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, oh, it, it was sold to the widow of Steve Jobs, I think. And she's becoming a press magnate with her Apple fortune. Yep. You know, if Jeff oh, Bezos owns the Washington Post, this is the media landscape we live in. But uh, he's coming out as anti-Facebook, getting tons of credit. He makes legit arguments, mm -hmm. right? It's just, this almost yeah. kind of relates to the, the, I think the journalists smell the growing anti-tech sentiment that is yeah. kind of permeating. I'm not sure what to make of it yet. I mean, Chris Hughes just wants to wash his hands of something he created. Yeah, that's the thing, because he was a co-founder. And I think he's honestly set gearing up for a political career with all the recent steps he's making. His husband is yeah. also uh, like tried to, is a failed politician. Oh, it might be a platform for them to like step on for this. I, he, Mark Zuckerberg's still not out of the never count a billionaire out from a political race, but for the near future, he's kind of completely persona non grata, right? Like people hate him too much. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have to, yeah, no, like people, he's not even, I can't, I can't tolerate him. Just, <laughs> hey, he learned to smile recently. You see that? Like he learned. I, no, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to look at now him. Now he smiles all the time. He smiles while talking. I don't want to look at him. I don't, I don't want to see this robot person. Like, no, thank you, please. But, but he's a smooth tech boy. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Can you hear my pain? Okay. Can you hear my annoying voice? Okay. Yeah, no, it's it but it that's that is that is the thing. It's like um It's something to watch though. Like we uh, because you you love it. I've been biased. To, no, I don't even love it anymore. I I've been uh, anti-Facebook oh, okay. since <laughs> 2006. <laughs> yeah, know, like, when it first started yeah. coming out. Or 2005, stuff. sorry, even earlier. Yeah. Uh, That's true, cause uh, like I have my own like sentiments about Facebook that I don't like, cause I I had to deal with a lot of um, vitriol on Facebook mm -hmm. early on when I was on it too, cause it, it's personal reasons, you know, college roommates, well, yeah, I think that kind of thing. From the broader context, because we we do comics based on just power dynamics with these sorts of things typically. Yes. This might be an example yet again of culture war versus actual raw political power where the press and yeah. culture might turn against Facebook, probably should turn against Facebook, Google, all of them, but the power yeah. they still have the power. And so they still have a lot of right. the chips in their yeah. So just oh, the cards in their favor. So right. Yeah. So even if the press turns, yeah. I have a feeling that people just might be stuck, and that uh, Facebook continues to buy up to most stay. of its competitors. And it yeah. Like the next hot thing, whether it's messaging or Instagram, Facebook is in already. So yeah. Um, they're they're monoliths. Yeah. Um, I, that that's the sad part, and that there's no good comics in that because that's the current way to look at it. I don't. It's it's depressing. Yeah. Not not the way to go. No. Yeah. Exactly. They they have gotten so big and so massive, and they have they have per, they have gone into so many like venues that we ourselves like like for me, I hate Facebook, but I use Instagram, and Instagram's a part of Facebook. I'm still focused more on just the the facilitation of genocide abroad. The uh, yes. The their their quote unquote misinformation. Free. Yeah. It it seems that social yeah. media or at least ad driven social media where. The objective yeah. is maximizing engagement, and apparently outrage yeah. is the number one way to maximize engagement. It's just yeah. not, it's not working out, but we don't have anything to counter them yet, except for disgust, yeah. but that's it. I mean, I mean, there, there are people who 
are now talking about breaking down Facebook or trying to take it apart, we, we but t- it's a little we, too late we for We talked that. about this before. There's not enough will yet yeah. to do it. There is open source, like, clean versions of Twitter, of Facebook, of yeah. Adobe products, of Microsoft products, yeah. of operating systems, but yes. they still are have not achieved mass popularity or enough to get that you know that myspace effect right where you move like where someone a platform falls yeah so yeah we're not yet at that point (sighs) we have detective pikachu on the list but we'll talk about that after you've seen it later today yeah 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 i'm gonna go see it today that i'm gonna see a kid's movie (laughs) i mean (laughs) well i mean isn't that the case for anyone who likes pixar stuff i mean it's all good yeah, it's true. Like, the thing about it is, it's not really a bad thing. It's more of like, well, it's what's a the cool opposite? Experience. I'm going to see an adult movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds wrong, actually. I know. That like, sounds really wrong. I'm going to go see an adult movie. <laughs> I'm going to see a mature movie. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, I, kids' yeah. movie, I think, is fine. And yeah. we'll, we'll get back to that afterwards. Yeah. Smash! Let's see. Um, and then the last to close out, I put under the blanket title, oh, the, no. the Realm of Darkness. Oh, into the void. Yeah. Into the dark void. But actually, no, we, we oh, have a whole bunch. Abyss. We have um, that, that, that topic that I wanted, like, it's an, another incomplete comic idea, just the rec- like apply yeah. recommendation algorithms, right, to uh, oh, okay. so day-to-day life. Oh, okay. So pull ourselves out of the void. Well, back to, we'll go back, back in the, the void after, but... Oh, God. Applying recommendation okay. algorithms as more and more people's viewing habits yes. on YouTube and other services are based on autoplay or recommended videos. It's like, yes. why not have that in a restaurant where you don't order Ooh. anything anymore? You order one thing and then they bring you something else. Yeah. But Maybe then, they notice you looking at another dish. Right. Maybe they notice your search history as you're on your phone. But then the, this is where the ulterior motive of all these companies comes in. It's not optimized to make you, like, this is something yeah. you'll enjoy. It's optimized to make it so that... You'll keep consuming. Right. It's not like you'll enjoy this experience. It just means you'll eat more. It's so, mass consumption. Yes. So if you applied a recommendation algorithm like YouTube or Netflix Ooh. to food, you wouldn't get, like, a thing you really like. It'll just eventually you'll just get Cheetos or Oreos. Yeah. Or chips and guac like, or whatever your sin, your, oh your vice God. is. Yeah. Popcorn. Ooh, bean dip. Right. Delicious. So that would also be a potential comic. I don't know if that is a Monday comic or a Jank Thursday comic. Yeah. Because uh, it yeah. could take more than three panels to set up the uh, the premise. Yeah. I, I could see this as a regular comic if we need to set up the proper like steps for it. Like. For the joke to work. Right. So panel one, Lark yeah. finishes her first course or something and then the waiter brings her something yeah. else she doesn't expect. And she's just like, what? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, we use a recommendation algorithm. You like those, right? And yeah. she's like, oh, okay, like, try this. Yeah, sure, I'll try it. And that then, was good. How about you? That was good. That was good. I can't believe I ate it. Yeah. I thought it was so full of before. She's like, oh, but we have another one. Yeah, yeah. We have a, a moose bush or something. Or, like, or, no, we have or she just brings her something. Oh, and then you like three hours later. Wait. Why is everything Cheetos? Cheetos? When did it all become? Why is it all Cheetos? Why is it Cheetos and Mountain Dew? Yeah, she's just like, <laughs> I, was gonna she's just like I can't stop eating. She's just enormous now. I can't. She's a round <laughs> Willy Wonka ball. Uh, yeah, she fell into the trap. And like, she I fell can't, into the, uh, I the can't stop player. eating. That's the pull point. That's the point. Like yep. evil waiter, basically. Um, yeah, that would be the you know, that would be a comic. That's a, that would be somewhat yeah, creative, comic. right? Just uh, yeah, it's a oh man, that is. <clears throat> It's not really political. It's just a it's just a critique comic. In well, a way. it's just pointing out the again the main there's a there's a disconnect where their recommendation algorithms they recommend what you like, 
and that's false. Yeah. They recommend what yes. you will lead you to consume more and more and more endlessly. That's what they want to do. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, because it's not hard to fall into that rabbit hole. Not at all. Hmm. Might be a full comic then versus a jank、uh, comic. It it probably will be a full comic just because of that, you know. Okay.、Ne- um, next podcast we'll、mm-hmm. we'll maybe try to flesh it out. Yes. Um.、Whew. How about let's go?、Yes. Let's let us descend into the realm、oh, of darkness. Oh no, no! Because there, I think there are some comics here. All right, student loans. So yeah, student loans. That's a big thing. It's huge. It's enormous. But and this one, the impetus for it was because I told you I saw that. I didn't even know they were still making this. This is a podcast I used to listen to when I was like, like、uh, in undergrad.、Uh, Freakonomics. Oh yeah, the、uh, radio. And I was like, "Oh, they're still around."、Yeah. And I was like, "What are they doing?" And the, and the、It's、most、like, wow. recent. What? Who are they interviewing? Right. They're、stuff? just like,、yeah. "Oh, we're an smart economics-focused podcast thing." And I remember listening to it when I was like very young, and I was thinking like, "I'm smart too." And then I listened to it for a while. I'm like, "This is、yeah. dumb." <laughs> the financial crisis hit. I'm like, "This is dumb."、Uh, all these economists are really dumb. I don't want to listen to these people anymore. Uh, I don't know why, but it makes me think of like these are mainstream economists. They, they, like they follow trends. There's too many、trends. flavors, but、uh, they, you know, the pop economists. They the just pop skim economists. it.、Uh, yeah. Some are good. Yeah. It's like with pop science and stuff. I'd say like that, I'd、yeah. say Joseph Stiglitz is not bad,、uh, and then there everyone、mm, else、okay. is awful. But Freakonomics is particularly bad because the the journalist involved, his old partner was a, is a Chicago economist, and the Chicago School of Economics is like the most evil. School of Economics, just kind of, oh, but oh. you know, innocently, they're evil, but they don't think they are.、Um, so it's not like you know, no ill intent. They're just trying to optimize the economy by crushing everyone. Yeah, pure optimization without.、Mm, I don't know. That's a little. The student loan、okay. program、Let's、was、focus. based on. So we we know everyone knows student loans huge problem, and、um, some candidates、yeah. weren't advocating for just complete forgiveness. Which for people who work in finance and economics, that's like sacrilege. For them, debt must always be repaid.、Um, they're the、yeah. Iron Bank of、uh, whatever that's called. <laughs> don't worry about it.、Uh, I don't even remember that. But if、anymore. you study history, debt forgiveness is an essential part of basically like all like ancient civilizations in terms of the ones that lasted and didn't collapse immediately.、Yeah. <laughs> like they would have、yeah. regular debt forgiveness because apparently mankind just doesn't deal well with debt. In the same way that students, you know,、yeah. when they take on their loans, are not like they are the worst possible people to be like to make that decision. Oh, should I indebt myself for the re- next like 50 years of my life? Eh, shrug. Yeah. Not really their yeah, fault. They're ignorant relative to like the lenders who know it's okay because it's government guaranteed they'll get bailed out regardless, right? Yep. It's it, it's a, yeah. It's that weird. It's that weird place where. You don't want to say that they're gullible. It's more like it's they aren't informed. It's just a tremendous、informed. power imbalance. We see this everywhere. Eulas with software、yeah. agreements or iTunes. You don't have any bargaining power to change terms. You、yeah. just accept it, right? You get hired by a big company.、Yes. You're not going to be like bargaining it. Most people、no. just nod their head and go, "I'll、yeah. take this," right? Or, or your rental agreement、yeah. with your landlord. You're like, "I'll just accept this." Yeah. Yeah. This the power imbalance is, is so、fine. huge. Yeah. But、yeah. so debt forgiveness is a way to overcome this, and a lot of like going back to like God Babylonian times, maybe even before, they would have、mm-hmm. debt jubilee,、yeah. just having a complete forgiveness of debt, clean slate, let's go again, because、yeah. those debts were just、yeah. stupidly made. You know, bad debts are created not、yeah. by bad, just by bad borrowers, but by bad lenders. You know, a stupid lender. If you give your, if you loan money、yeah. to like a stupid, like a person who's, gonna, you know, you're going to lose it, then. You know, it, it's your fault. Yeah. It. Yeah. It. In fact, I'd、exactly. go the other way. Like it's not just the yeah, borrower. Yeah. I'd go the other way, just like with the housing、yeah. crisis. The fault should lie with the lender. 
Oh yeah, because they they did it. And they it, were the it was experts. A predatorial thing. In a in a in an old-fashioned court of equity, you put the blame on the party that has the most influence and expertise over the transaction. That's just like kind of like basic legal principles. Yeah. But like here, you yeah. know. Loan forgiveness makes a ton of sense. Yes. Going back to this Especially podcast, they were like, hey, we have another solution. Uh, Wait, before we go to yeah, that, yeah. one more thing. The other candidates in this election, like Amy Klobuchar, yes. are saying, hey, we can, we'll do uh, refinancing. So instead of uh, 8% interest uh, rate on your student loans, you'll pay a uh, 6% interest rate. Uh, and you're like, oh, cool. Oh, that's great. That'll, oh, great. that'll totally do absolutely nothing for it. Like the average student. Yeah. Nothing. It just basically... Yeah. It's a signal that, by her saying, "Big banks, please give me money, or please don't." Yeah, like I'm your friend. Um, yeah, it's like, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I'm still on your side. Like yeah. it's coding. It's but oh, even so, so that's so even that's not that's worse than forgiveness. But what's even worse is this free economics yes. podcast where they're like, "How about There's how solution. about income sharing?" Which is to say, students are like, hey, how about you go to college and investors will pay for it. And in return, you give them 30% of your income for like, I don't know, the next 30 years or something like that, regardless of what happens. It's like, oh shit, did we just invent indentured slavery again? <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what, when, when we talk about this, I'm like, oh, talked about this? I was well, like, yeah, and you're, you're not an economics this person. Is, it sounds is, bad on bad. its face. But to economists, they're like, that's clever. Oh, this is, this is. I can model cool. that out. We'll be able to get money in the long term. Unsurprisingly, the person they are interviewing uh, is the um, the head of Purdue University. So it's a well-known uh, university in the Midwest, but like, yeah. he's if you look at this guy, I think his name is like Mitch Daniels, but he he's just a privatizer extraordinaire that goes around the country privatizing things, or not yes. the country, the Midwest, in his home state of Indiana. Unsurprisingly, mm -hmm. he's good. He's been doing a lot of things in conjunction with Mike Pence when Mike Pence was the governor. But like just privatizing roads, yeah. you know, in amazing deals where the investors, mm -hmm. I think the investors like Morgan Stanley or something got like they got they made back their investment mm -hmm. on like an 80 year lease in 10 years. So they they made their money back already. And now the rest is just gravy for like a bunch of roads in India. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. But he is this kind of guy. He's like Johnny Appleseed, but like evil. And so he's just going around privatizing yes. shit. And this is their next big idea. This would be a comic, potentially, but like mm -hmm. it would be, um, it would just be visual representations of it. And I don't know if it's funny. It would just be kind of like mean. So I don't, that's the main barrier to making a comic for us. But you know, that's the, I don't know that that's the thing. Like it's, look how ins like insidious it is. It, this visually, is it would pure... be like Lark with like half of her body crushed under a boulder <laughs> to be like, help. Yeah, and that, and that's the income sharing thing. Like it's like, oh no no no. First it's first alone, and then income sharing is the other bulldozer that's gonna try to crush well, it, the other side. Yeah, it, like, it would be like one debt forgiveness is like, here let's lift this, let's let's like get rid of this boulder, right? And then the other one is yeah. like, let's refinance it. Like, Refinancing is like Refinance. chipping off a little bit of the boulder. You feel better? Or or. Yeah, or you move the boulders slightly. Technically, you're paying less like, money with with refinancing, but it's so little yeah. it makes no difference. Yeah, but it's also it's about how it affects like the, the right. body itself. So like, yeah, that's true. And then and then remove the sharing. boulder, replace it with an even heavier object, right? Like an anvil. Yeah. So instead of debt, we have the equivalent of equity in humans. Now humans are property uh. again, right? Uh. By being able to and. Yeah, that's in theory, it's actually not as bad because, you know, with equity versus debt, equity, you could be like, hey, I'll just issue more equity and then your your shares will be worthless, uh, right? Like, so if someone invested in you, you'd be like, yeah. haha, I'll issue a bajillion more shares. 
Now you have nothing, right? As the other guy, yeah. you're like, your shares are worthless. Yeah. But just like with student yeah. debt, just like as good old Joe Biden did, he's going to make it hard to get rid of this, like if they ever do something. So, you know, student, student debt, not yes. awful if you could just discharge it, you know, under financial duress. Yeah. But Joe Biden made sure mm -hmm. that would not happen because he lives in Delaware, and Delaware is a state oh, of corporations, yeah. not people. And uh, uh, income sharing? Everyone's favorite. So that would be a four-panel comic, and it, it would be kind of mean. It would just be, let's, it's like, let's I fix this. Care. Forgiveness, like, the remove the like, boulder, is, refinancing, chip off know, the boulder, and then, or income sharing. The, the thing about it, too, is that people, some people don't know about this stuff. Oh, so just focus on like, the educational aspect? Yes, let's focus on the educational aspect of it because if this is what people are mm -hmm. talking about and they don't know what these mm -hmm. mean, they should know about it. Because if you are voting for a political candidate that is going to be vouching for the bigger yeah. companies and not for your mm -hmm. welfare, and you think that they're going to support you because, oh man, they say that they they want to help people like us who have all this debt. Well, this is how they no, pitch it, not. by the way. They pitch it by saying... Hey, every every student's like a startup. Yeah, and that pisses me off. It's just it's a horrible, toxic okay. way to look at well, it. Well, good. It well, makes me mad. As long as it's transparent. So we maybe we will yeah. do that comic. So we got pretty good sessions so far. We got a. Uh, we got a ton of content. What was the first one? We have the well, not, not the raccoon comic. We have the. Um, <laughs> oh, did we delete? We have the Uber Strike comic. First, we did the Watchmen. Oh, you mean the yeah. topic? Sorry, yeah. Uber Strike comic. Uber Strike. We also have Raccoons um, in Japan comic, mm -hmm. just randomly. Not, yes. not that's not developed. Yeah. And then we have the um, abortion bill comic. I don't think that's thing. The anti-vax thing, not, not yet either. Quite yet. But the uh, this comic. They're they're just simmering. Yeah, the student loan thing. Oh, student and we also videos. have the um, recommendation yeah. algorithm comic idea. Yes, <laughs> that's right. The algorithm diner. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you you wouldn't say this, but I, I think that's a clever a clever twist to it. Because uh, we call it we are consuming content, but we're not like physically consuming. It's not it. we, for us. We it's are, not because we we've still. used the metaphor so many times of consume, just showing how weird it is that the way we consume digital goods versus physical goods and the way yes. that it's monetized. We've done this so many times. We did the Warner Brothers patch comic with that lamb. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, I still like that comic. We did the uh, comic <laughs> not too long ago about, um, what is it, the... The variety of the games. The way, yeah, game monetization, free-to-play as um, just infinite yeah. eating from a trough. Um, uh -huh. You know, standalone games like, uh, I don't know, Mario as a just a regular meal. And what was the one we were making fun of? Yeah. What was the... Th the last one was, uh, was it Anthem? Oh, yeah, Anthem. <laughs> And it was about the it was about the idea of this product isn't really ready, and also there are things missing, and also is it consuming me? <laughs> You're like yeah yeah yeah. Does it just keep asking for my money now again? Even though I paid all this right, money. Right. The joke for was it, you pay for this and, and it's not finished yet, and I'm still paying for it somehow. And it's like, am I? Who who is the person that's consuming? So the, we'll yeah, we'll do this right. one similarly, but uh, the metaphor keeps working. Uh, it works well. This one it even it works better for this one to be honest. Um, yeah. It's always about us consuming or them consuming. That's about yeah. relative power, right? It's yes. We that's what we are always looking for imbalances of power, like the student loan situation, like the Facebook, the yeah. monopolies with software, tons of stuff. The, so yep, that's good stuff. Yep. That's uh that that's a comic, mm -hmm. and then maybe we'll have a Detective Pikachu after you see it later. Yeah. Or maybe not, because if it's really good, and <laughs> yeah, there's not much stuff to make yeah. fun of, then I'll just be gushing about it, and then we'll never use that clip. <laughs> All right, until next time. Until next time.